0: Inhabiting the whole body with awareness, as we've been doing for a few days. Having arranged the body so it's as comfortable, upright, stable as we can manage. We get an overall sense of sitting, of the posture, after we've arranged it perhaps taking a few moments to visit any areas of obvious tension. Not attempting to relax any contraction we might come in contact with, but become mindful of it. See what happens. So these instructions, uh, Assume familiar to you by now. Just sitting in the whole body, as comfortable and relaxed and upright as we can manage, and we are experiencing the energy of breath in the context of the whole body. not specifying where we're supposed to feel it. Learning the art of allowing, simply letting the breath do itself. Not trying to shape it into some ideal pattern. Some of us do breath therapies or pranayama and yoga. other disciplines, and those are very beautiful and useful practices as well. Attempts to control and direct, improve the quality of breathing. Very useful. But here, the breath is really more of an awareness exercise, an awareness training. As a side effect, the quality of breath does improve but we're not trying to do it so we're learning how to just leave things alone sometimes the breathing will be deep sometimes shallow the in-breath and out-breath will vary The quality, as you get to know breathing, you'll see there are lots of different qualities that the breath energy assumes. We don't have words or names for them, and no need to have them. Just to feel it. Feel the breath just as it is, wherever you feel it. So in addition to this art of allowing, is also receiving. We're present. We're resting in the awareness of the whole body as it sits and breathes, learning how to do that. The breath teaches the mind in this sense, in that because it keeps changing, its quality keeps changing, sometimes very, very smooth and pleasant. It's a delight to be just sitting and breathing as the air enters and exits freely, gracefully, and other times rather unpleasant, pinched off, struggling. However it is, can awareness remain steady. That's, what, that's how it trains itself so it gets free of being dependent on the breath being a certain way for it to be able to attend to it. and starts to develop the ability to be stabilized in itself, within itself, and able to be sensitive to the breath however it is. That's the quality we're developing. So there's no struggle, there's no hunting, tracking, catching, just resting in awareness and allowing this natural life process to do what it does anyway. It's nothing new. Sitting, breathing, knowing, giving exclusive attention to whole body breath awareness. So when the mind gets distracted, caught up in something else, and you find that you're not inhabiting the whole body as it breathes. As soon as you see it, very gently, gracefully ease back, re-enter the entire body as it breathes. We do this as many times as we need to. Perhaps learning how to do this without assigning blame, keeping score, comparing ourselves with some imaginary norm, that we've made up, or previous sittings, previous retreats. The mind will do such things, can't stop it, no need to even try to stop it. It's just thoughts, let them do that. Our home is sitting and breathing. Again and again we come back to it, re-enter it, giving exclusive attention to this process. Moods, thoughts, likes, dislikes, optimism, pessimism, etc., etc. We allow all that to just come and go. There's an accent of attention directed at the whole body as it breathes. This kind of practice is in the family of practices known as shamatha. calming the mind, enabling it to enter into a state of serenity and clarity, tranquility, being more stable, concentrated. It's an invaluable skill. The heart of Vipassana meditation is very often, if you've read books, you've seen it, hyphen vipassana They work together. So we've been doing shamatha. If if you've been following these instructions for the past few days, this teaching comes out of a one of the two meditation teachings the Buddha gave, called the Anapana Sati Sutra, the teaching on full awareness with breathing. The breath is mostly used in Buddhist circles for shamatha. Not as often used in the service of insight, of vipassana. But we'll be doing that. How so? Well now, the second awareness training begins exactly with what we've been doing for a number of days. And this is especially fruitful when there's a settling down. I'm going to be giving you the instructions. Some of you may feel ready for it, some may not. It's fine, but the instructions are there. And it's not that shamatha is kindergarten or a beginning baby step. The Buddha, after full enlightenment, would sometimes take time off and just sit in and breathe and enter into a state of tremendous peace and joy. Why would he need to do that? He's already fully enlightened. That's a good way to live. From time to time, just inhabit a serene mind state, condition of the body. Now in the second step, derived from this sutra, we call it the condensed method. I learned it from a teacher in Thailand, an Ajahn Mahabuddhadasa. learned it at his Watt. Also, a, a woman meditator who had been influenced by him is named Upasaka Ki, also a very fine Vipassana master. The condensed method is taking the sutra, which has got 16 contemplations. reducing them to two. That's what we're doing as of now. Shamatha which we've been doing and Vipassana. Okay. How? As we sit and breathe now, loosen your grip on the breath so it's no longer exclusive. It's just there. It's always there. If it's not, you won't be. You'll be dead. So the breath is always there. That's part of the beauty of it. It's an ongoing, gentle, unassuming friend. Everyone has it. It's life. But we're making use of it. How? As we sit and breathe, now we sit with an expanded field of attention and no agenda whatsoever. That's right. Well, what should I meditate on? I have no idea. We allow life to set the agenda. So we're sitting and breathing, but now we are interested in whatever else is happening. We've already been experienced in breath sensations, energies of the body. And we've known about, of course, moods and the mind state, all the different mind states and sounds, smells temperature. But we featured the breathing. Now the breathing is de-emphasized a bit. It's there. And we start with it, just as we've been doing, only it's more relaxed, opening up to ourselves. And what do we attend to? Life tells us. Now we're interested in whatever the mind reveals about itself. Thoughts and moods, images, likes, dislikes, optimism, pessimism, I hate it here, I love it here, discouragement, thinking things are wonderful, hating it, the full range of whatever turns up, and of course the body, which we've gotten some experience, how can you not feel it? So let's say there's a strong mood that comes upon you of any kind. We become aware of it as we breathe in and breathe out. This is all happening in the same time frame. It's simultaneous. It's not two things you're aware of so that your main attention might be to this mood. Let's say a certain resistance or a certain discouragement and then a resistance to that. Not the words, but the energy. The awareness would be of whatever as you breathe in and as you breathe out. So the breath is a kind of anchor, an anchorage for us. And just as an anchor helps a ship stay in place in the midst of sometimes rocky waters, the ongoing, being in touch with the ongoing rhythm of breathing is very soothing. It also cuts down a lot of unnecessary thinking. And it accompanies us like a good friend. Sometimes we need it. Let's say that mood or that mindset is fear. As we breathe in and out, it helps us be mindful of the fear or other states of mind or body that are difficult. but The breath is rhythmically there. In, out, in, out. And it's accompanying us as we're aware of whatever. Sometimes the breath itself is very extremely vivid. In my own case, I've done so much of it that it's often quite vivid naturally, even though I'm interested in everything. But it's not special. But here, we're staying with it. In, out, in, out, and open to whatever turns up and captures our attention. That could be silence. Typically, especially if you're relatively new to this approach, people say, nothing's happening. I'm breathing, but nothing's happening. Not quite true. What's happening is silence. So we breathe and become familiarized with the silent mind. Perhaps it starts to feel more spacious. And then something intrudes upon it. We lose it. We try to grasp it, and we suffer because it's gone. And then we're mindful of that as we breathe in and as we breathe out. Sometimes the breath will be way off in the corner, but you know it's there. At other times, it's right snuggling up right close to your awareness as you attend to whatever is happening. So I can't tell you what to attend to because only you know, right at this moment as I speak, as you sit and breathe, it can help you listen, especially when you learn how to do this and you realize it's, you're not trying to do two things at the same time. It's a larger field. It's more panoramic, more all-inclusive. And then at other times, let's say a strong bodily discomfort, quite naturally the mind becomes more like a zoom lens. It's still experienced within the context of the whole body, but it's so vivid in that area of the body that so much of your attention is there as you breathe in, as you breathe out. Now finally, at least for this morning, a relationship between shamatha and Vipassana. When we're watching everything happen, as just described, as we sit and breathe and watch, very important and so obvious, but we often don't get the significance of it, is that everything is arising and passing away. No mood stays forever. No thought stays forever. We're happy here. We don't like it here. You feel at peace. You feel all rattled. You love sitting. You hate sitting. Watch it all come and go. That's insight into the impermanent, changing, uncertain nature of all phenomena. But we're studying it in our own body and in our own mind. So you stay with whatever you, you're watching and you could see it changing right in front of you. Also, sometimes people think that what is being taught is detachment, a pulling back and observing the mind-body process from afar, safely. No. Detachment would be a struggle with attachment. They're opposites. It's non-attachment, quite different. It's an opening up to receiving, just as we've been receiving the breath. Can we receive our experience, whatever it is, as we breathe in and breathe out? And watch it all as from second to second, mini-second to mini-second, because it's alive. See that energy transforming itself and then finally becoming something else. One central kind of insight, it's central because it leads to everything else, is seeing this, that nothing is forever. It's not solid. It's not as substantial as we may think, whether it's a notion about yourself, or a sound, or a mood, or a condition of the body. It's all in flux. All of it. And As we watch this, you may even learn to enjoy the show. Watch it all coming and going, independent of content, it's true. So that lawfulness starts to sink in and become more deeply established in our consciousness and helps us let go. If you try to fic- if you fixate in a changing world, it's an invitation for head-on collision and suffering. And finally, we'll be working back and forth between shamatha and vipassana. Some of you, I think, are relatively new to this approach. You may have been meditating in other ways, but not this way, and some of it's a little alien or new. You're not sure about it. Doing the first awareness training, exclusive attention to the breath, it's hardly over. You could do lots of it. If you spend much of the remaining days of the retreat just doing that, it would not be a waste of time. You'd be building a nice foundation in consciousness for yourself. But get some experience opening the field so that you're attending to whatever. Whatever shows up and captures your attention. Sometimes trivial, sometimes profound. Vivid. And while, let's say, you're, you're practicing as you breathe, opening up to the coming and the going, the appearing and the disappearing, you find that you're, it was going fine and suddenly you start analyzing everything, psychologizing, making up stories about it, trying to figure things out, you're no longer on the meditative track. You've gotten off the Dharma track, you're caught up in the mind the mind's productions, you're in it. We know how to do that. That's how we've spent much of our life. And if that's become really problematic, then sometimes the best thing to do is just switch to shamatha. In, out, in, out. Perhaps finishing up the session that way. Perhaps just a few breaths, and the mind becomes simple again, and then opening it up. And so, learning how to move artfully back and forth between shamatha and vipassana, and that will change from sitting to sitting, and even from moment to moment. And we have to learn. That's part of wisdom, which is most useful for us right at this moment. So in the sec- <clears throat> second mode of, of practice, the breath is in the service of awareness of what's happening. And you, that includes the sound of the bell. Some of you have already stopped sitting because I'm speaking. Or when you hear the bell, you immediately pop up. See if you can maintain the meditative attitude until the sound of the bell till there's no sound left to hear as you breathe in and as you breathe out in regard to walking meditation it's pretty much the instructions you've gotten to hold up for the natural walking you can be sensitive to the breathing as you walk uh, Let me. there's a suggestion for the slow walking that I'd like to make that some of you might find helpful it's very simple if you're doing the slow walking you raise up on the inhalation you come down on the exhalation these are feet raise up on the inhalation, come down on the exhalation, raise up on the inhalation, come down on the exhalation. And that way you're uh, coordinating the breath, the awareness, and the movement. And it's also contributing to refining our ability to attend to breathing as it happens. Um, Those of you who have uh, discussion groups now, See how if the breath can help you stay alert listen carefully as other people speak as we as dialogue or questioning and answering goes on see if it helps you some people find it very helpful you won't find out unless you try it okay